Good morning, everyone. Round of applause. Good morning. Happy Carlos Hump Day. Carlos Hump Day, because it's like in the middle of the week, and we're getting ready to like look for the second half of the week so we can get ready to enjoy our weekend. So happy Hump Day. Happy Wednesday to everybody out there. Um, ben Hop, I'm back at you again. Once again, I'm back at you again. Hold on. Why is my wife calling when I'm calling now? <laughs> There she go. All right. There we go. Okay. Here we go. Back live. So with that being said, you know, come at you once again with some, some, I call this the community corner where we, we basically, you know, get guests and we'll talk about any kind of, just any kind of topic that, you know, will give you some information to maybe, you know, you may be going through something or you may be wanting to know about something. So, you know, I, I get guests that come in and we'll talk about different topics. So today I have a very interesting topic that we're going to talk about, but I do have a special guest in the building. McKinnon Legal is in the building. Round of applause for Christina. Let me get you on the mic. Go ahead, Christina. There you go. Good morning. Good morning. Thank good. you for having me on Excitement Radio, Ben. Um, uh, I'm always uh, willing to speak about what I do and, um, and educate the public on issues in marital and family law. Right. That's great. I like that. I like that. I like that. So we're going to talk about um, the topic. Now, the topic that I saw, I don't know where I saw it. Either I saw it on your page. Somewhere I saw it. I think I saw it from you where the topic was the four lies about prenups and it's just it's so funny because it's so funny because we were just talking about that like you know my my wife and like some other couples and you know I'm gonna tell you what I feel about it but okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we're gonna talk about this the four lies of prenups and and I, I'm I'm interested I'm really interested to hear what are these lies that people I guess these things that people I guess associate prenups with or they they believe that that's what it is so of course i'm glad i have you here as the expert that's mm -hmm. going to help me out explain it to us and you know bring some light to the situation but before we get into that let's 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 get a little background on you okay okay you know so born and raised south florida that's right in miami-dade county um uh -huh. a product of miami-dade county public schools actually um and i i always wanted to be a lawyer i was okay. i was that kid always right? i was so uh, even from a young age you I, knew I, that. I think i was about seven seven for <laughs> so real second grade right so i was that kid that kid that was very interested mm -hmm. um in uh why things were very logical um mm, okay. reasoning uh, type mine, but I had older siblings as well, so I used to debate with them, and I would hear, mm. you know, them talk about... Not debate or argue? No, debate. Okay. We <laughs> right. would debate issues, real issues. Okay, good, good, <laughs> right? good, so, good. So, you know, I would hear that growing up, and I thought that, hey, um, I was good at public speaking, and this is what I wanted to do. Wow. So that set the trajectory of my life, and wow. every decision I made thereafter. Did you like to read also? Because I think being yes. a lawyer, you had to do a lot of reading. Yes. So you yes. love to read. Yes, I was an avid reader. I still am. Okay, still good. Am, I mean, aside from what I have to read, mm -hmm. uh, when you know mm -hmm. statutes change or the cases change, uh -huh. I have to do that reading. Right, right. But I read for myself as well. Personal development, I think, is is the basis for everything. So I always want to know how to be a better person, and I, I read uh, probably a good two books a month outside of what I should be wow, uh, doing wow. for my profession. So yes, um, that's just a little bit of background on me. Um, but I'm a lawyer here in South Florida. Uh -huh. 
uh-huh. had an office in Miami-Dade County for about 10 years before I moved my office to Broward County. So okay. I'm not too far, just a little north so of the border. So let me ask you, when you move from <laughs> one county to the next, is, is do t- things change as far as the... You know, just the demographics, okay. the judges that you appear before, okay. um, those types of things change, but the law doesn't change because it's statewide, okay. right? So we deal with state statutes, state law. Um, but I was already doing some Broward County cases when I was in Dade, but mm-hmm. now I just do a lot more. But I still have my Dade County clients. So okay. it, it expanded my business a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, and now we're located just north of the border in Miramar, sort of West Miramar, where our office is located. Okay, great, okay? great, great, great. Um. Okay. Do you specialize in a, a certain type of law? Yes. Yes. W- what would that be? I um. I do believe that you have to be the expert in uh-huh. what you do, and okay. you can't be a lawyer that is the jack of all trades. You know that that's true in anything. That's right? true in anything. I was in gonna say, anything. Right. So, um, primarily, my practice is marital and family law. Right. Oh, okay. So that's probably about eighty to eighty-five percent of my practice, I would say. Wow. Uh, and so I, is, is it is that, that's including like divorce and yes, all that? Yes, okay. it includes divorce. Uh, what people know as custody or mm-hmm. establishing a parenting plan, having mm-hmm. a time-sharing arrangement, child support. Sometimes it goes on the verge of domestic violence. Mm-hmm. You know, people that are okay. in relationship or, or blood-related mm-hmm. um, live together or have a kid together. You know, they sometimes have conflict that uh, verges on the on the on the uh, line of criminal, so we mm. get involved in in uh, domestic violence from time to time. Okay, uh, property distribution, what we call equitable distribution. Okay, okay. Also, the distribution of debts that people acquire during their marriages. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times, when people um, have children outside of wedlock, it's called a paternity action. Okay. So, you know, we have to It's negotiate. not that common law what we talk about, right? No, it's <laughs> not common law. It's not common law, but there's still issues that must be established, like okay. uh, having a legal paternity uh-huh. status within the court so okay. then there, the father can have access to the child because that child was not born of the marriage. I got so, you. So, yeah, you. those types of things. It also obligates, you know, one yes. parent I had a situation for support too, as well. I, and, uh, I did. I had a situation. I'll run by you later on. Okay. All right. Um, with that, I learned that the hard way. Yes. Well, I learned yes. that you know going through it. But um. Okay. Okay. Wow. Okay. So you deal now in South Florida. Do you get? I mean, or at least, or should I say, uh, during your time as a lawyer and and working with these, um, these cases, uh, do you see that there's a lot of these divorce cases and. Cases with child custody coming up, like is that a lot going on with that? Yeah, it's pretty prevalent in right. in Dade and Broward County. I would say in the state of Florida, I saw a statistic some time ago that uh-oh, um, uh-oh. all of the different divisions combined, whether you're in civil, probate, wow. okay. criminal, uh-huh. um, you know, business, complex business litigation, uh-huh. all of those divisions combined. Uh-huh. Are probably make up a fraction or maybe half of of the filings in family court. So, you know, everybody has kids. Everybody has Mm. been married or is getting married. Everybody has some issues, you know, whether they Mm. have kids or not, there's property issues. So, Mm. you know, there are some issues to be resolved within family uh, court. Um, You know, some people don't have the desire to get married, um, but. You know, there may be a child that, you know, that comes have, about. Right, right, right. right so right. there there are many, many, a myriad of issues uh, that we can, and now we can get into same-sex marriage and same-sex divorce. Oh. And now we can also get into adoption. We could also get into, uh, hey, I don't want any kids, but I want to donate my sperm. Can I, can I, um, 
uh, enter into an agreement where mm. I waive my rights to the child because this woman wants to have a child, oh. but I don't. Because later be, on, she right. can say, "I need help." Right. This is the father. Oh. The, you know, I need the legal. Well, I see. I didn't even think about that. I thought so there are different. I thought areas. you could just give it away for free, but. <laughs> So, you know, there's so many different areas and, right. you know, the family is the nucleus of, 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 of everything. So that's the way I like to look at it. Oh. I do believe that um, I'm helping people. A lot of people don't like to get into family law because it's very crazy. It can be. I could, I, I'm it, hearing it. can it. be. Right. Um, some people call it is very Jerry Springer. Um, but uh-huh. I, I like to help. I think that my clients are in a better position uh, when they leave my office and, than when they came in. Okay. So. So you're, you're cut, though. You're, you're cutting throat for, for your client to, to, to get over on the other person? No, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I mean, the other side may perceive it right. in that way. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. No. Um, you no, know. we want the house, the car, and the dog. <laughs> She's entitled to it. You know, if there were some wrongdoing or some fraudulent transfers that may entitle her to that. But, you know, hey, every situation is different. We we certainly need to look at it on a case by case basis. Uh You know, my job is to advocate for my client Mm -hmm. and to make sure that we get the best decision for the parties. And if there are children involved, you know, my focus then changes the best decision for those children. The best decision for them children. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Wow. You throwing so many things at me. I'm like, (laughs) so I I know we're going to talk in depth about the four lies of the prenup. But before we get into that, I want to ask, what would be a legal ground or something that, let's say, uh, a a person, say a married couple and someone did something and they say, no, I'm getting divorced. And it'd be like a clean cut divorce where that person did that act or whatever and it's like okay is there such thing like you did something wrong and i'm getting divorced and you can't ask me for nothing is there something like that i don't know i'm just asking like well give me an example you can't ask me for infidelity infidelity right let's just Uh say a person cheated on a person the person caught in a court like the wife might have caught the husband or husband caught the wife Mm -hmm. now they want a divorce Mm -hmm. so when it goes to divorce court Mm -hmm. Right. And let's say the husband caught the wife cheating and the husband was like, yeah, you know, you know, I want a divorce and I'm stepping away from this. Now, once they step away from this, can they also say, listen, I don't want to, you know, I want to keep whatever I want to because of they were done that way. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying. If, if, um, so if I'm making myself kind of clear. Without a prenup. There is no prenup. Okay. Without and, no prenup. Right. right. Okay. So Florida, um, by statute, is what we call a no-fault state. There you go. Right? So in other states, let's say in Georgia okay. or in Maryland, per se, they're mm-hmm. fault states. So you can pr- you can plead adultery, infidelity, oh, abuse, gotcha, abandonment. Gotcha. All those things gotcha. are a reason that you have to plead to the court to justify why you're Y'all, y'all might need to move to Georgia, but go ahead. <laughs> Here in Florida, I like to say it's one of two ways. You either woke up, woke up on the wrong side of the bed one morning and uh, say, you know what, I won't out it. Or you woke up on the right side of the bed and, you know, you saw the light. Okay. That's how I look at it, right? So either way. It doesn't matter. Right. The magic words are you must plead you have a marriage that is irretrievably broken. Right? Mm, it's okay. broken. For whatever reason under the sign. So but can those the are judge the magic words. I don't want to cut you off, but can the judge, even though you say you're going for a divorce, like what you're saying mm-hmm. now, 
even if you want to get a divorce, mm-hmm. can it just be like, no, I want y'all to work at it? Like, how you saying? If if you don't say those words about your 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 marriages, well, it has to be pled. Or it has to be okay. in your petition, right? Okay. That that is a reason, right? So you also have to have lived in the state of Florida for at least six months okay. to be able to come and file something. But that your marriage is irretrievably broken; those are the mar- magic words. Uh-huh. The judge will grant your divorce. At the final hearing, they may say, "Oh, you know, is there anything I can do to help you salvage your marriage?" If you go to okay, counseling, this and the other, if you say, nope, judge, uh-uh, we've been to counseling so many times, nope, I don't think counseling's gonna work, I'm uh-huh. not even gonna try it, it doesn't matter. You have mm-hmm. a right to get divorced. Okay. So, to answer the second part of your question, so, is this person entitled to something because you were, The person was at fault, right? Right. Because right. it's that a no fault. That. Because you are, this is a no-fault no, state, correct. right? Mm-hmm. Typically, no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't it's, matter. it's the what we call the legal, so what? Like, he cheated. Okay. Yeah, you know, you can still get out of this marriage. However, Mm -hmm. right, there is an exception. If that person dissipated assets, let's say they bought this woman a chinchilla coat, you know, bought a house, you know, this and the other, does dissipating dissipating the marital assets on a third party. So you're saying, wait a minute, let me get that right now. Right, that goes to equitable distribution. So So in other words, if, like, say the the cheater who buys the, the, the side piece, they say a, a Benz or a, now that can be disputed. Right, because they bought it with marital funds, oh. right? So typically any money that's earned in the marriage oh. that is used for a marital purpose, this is how you live, this is how you support your family, your income is marital. That's right. So so you ladies out there trying to get those dudes, <laughs> they may come snatch that weave or something. Boy. <laughs> so, you know, the, the court can consider evidence of dissipation of marital assets. Oh. If, you know, there is infidelity and you can prove it. Right. So, you know, a lot of what I do is um, we follow the paper trail. Mm. Right. So um, there are transfers to other accounts. There right. may be, you know, ways that they have their direct deposit set up where right. all of it's not going into this account. It may be going to another account. We can trace that and we can find what those purchases, what oh. the source of those purchases were. OK. OK. Mm-hmm. Great. Great. What is the typical length? Of, uh, like, say, a divorce going through the court system. Like, right. what is the typical length of that? Well, I'm going to... Because be- I've heard... I have a partner of mine that's been going through a divorce, and he's been going through it, through it for years. So, what is it? Well, I'm going to give you the lawyer answer. Ah, there you go. It depends. There you go. <laughs> McKinnon Legal. That's the... You know, in, in family court, there are no uh, guarantees. Okay. Right. So, um, you know, we're a little bit different, although we are a court of law. We also we, we call ourselves a court of equity. The court will always do what's fair and mm-hmm. equitable. Right. And sometimes it takes a little longer to get to the truth. Right. Because people are hiding. But things. these are but that's what I'm saying that this the, the clients are the one paying mm-hmm. each time you go to court. So the longer this. Let's say the longer uh, the divorce takes, it's mm-hmm. more money they're paying out, correct? That is true, unfortunately. However, if you have somebody that's not complying by, you know, being forthright with their discovery, right? right we have rules that we must be governed by. Okay. So let's say it was a 30-day um, deadline for them to all get their bank accounts, right. their tax statements, and any other. This person's like, oh, I'm just not doing that. And okay. they are holding out. So, you know, that means that more continuances will so be So the granted. judge can actually say, okay, we're going to continue this. We're going to 
continue it, but I'm going to sanction this person, sir, if you don't get it, or ma'am, if you don't get it within the next 10 days, you're going to have to pay this person's attorney's fees because we had to go to court. We had to prepare the motion to compel them to do so. Mm. So, I mean, if it's an uncontested case, Mm -hmm. then, you know, I'm not going to lie. Those types of cases, I can draft up an agreement within uh, 48 hours, have the client approve it, execute it, and have it set for an uncontested thing within a hearing within two weeks. Right. Wow. And so that's weeks? that's the best case scenario. Wow. That's quick. it. Doesn't have to not. It, it does. I, I was gonna say. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> that's that's when, like you said, like both parties are like, okay, listen, mm-hmm. I'm the, we're not gonna fight nothing. Let's just get this over with and, and we right. we're going our way. So mm-hmm. you know, okay. if this is a case where it starts off with some. Um, contested issues we go to a mediation Mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. they you know resolve it at mediation i would say maybe two months or four months Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. however but if you have some a long-term marriage Mm -hmm. their kids there's multiple properties there's retirement Mm -hmm. there's all these things at stake you're gonna have some very um hotly contested issues and a lot of preliminary hearings um if we don't have all the discovery. We can't set down a trial date, right? I can't. I can't right. try uh, f- try a case without proof. Okay. So sometimes, yeah, cases can go two, maybe three years down the road. Wow. So I yes. think my longest case in my office presently has been open for three years. Okay. Three and that's years. only one of them, though. Right. But because yeah, most like of them we resolve beforehand, or we try the case uh, pretty quickly because there were very limited issues. Mm. Okay. Okay. So I, I, I want to do jump into the, the topic here. You know, and like I said, we'll come back and forth because I do have a bunch of things just running through my head. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but um, so now I, I, I see this. They say four lies of the prenup. Mm-hmm. Now, I could tell you how I feel about it. We, Like I said, my wife and I and some other couples, I remember having a discussion a, about this. We were just, it was something we saw. I think we saw something on social media. Something we saw that, that sparked the, the conversation. And I don't see anything wrong with a prenup. I personally... And I was using the example that, okay, if I'm the rich guy and I meet, you know, a woman, right, um, how do I know that this woman is actually, you know, in it for me or in it for my money? You get what I'm saying? So I don't see anybody saying, hey, you know, let's do this. But then I, I know people look at it like, okay, if you put this in place, you're already setting yourself up to fail like you're you're, you're putting this in place because you're saying that it's not gonna last and let's put this in place right well first off yes the first misconception or lie okay what's the lie (laughs) so i put it i I might have to write this down i put (laughs) it sort of simple in the title lie lie. basically misconception right Or, right or or fallacies that people believe about them is that you have to be rich and you don't Okay, right. there you, you don't, go. I you like don't that. have to be rich, right? Because a lot of times when people are just starting out, they don't have anything anyway. It's during the course of the marriage that you acquire things, right? Mm. It's during the course of the marriage that you gotcha. may get that promotion or start a business. Gotcha. or Right. So, um, you know, you don't have to be rich. Right. However, you don't know what the future holds. You don't know right. where God is going to take you right. or if you believe in God, right? So, so and I just want to ask you this before I forget. So let's just say what you're just saying now. Mm-hmm. A couple starts off with nothing. Mm-hmm. But then one, and I'm not going to make this a male or female thing. Right. Let's just say right. one party in the couple ends up becoming very successful because of their mm-hmm. hard work and everything. And of course, they had the support of the other one, right. of the of other significant right. other. But... Now can they come back? Even they were married. Can they come back now and say, "Okay, let's do this prenup"? 
after they were married? Well, after they were married, right. remember that means after. It means post. So okay. it would be a postnup at that point. Oh, so so anytime after the date of the marriage, mm-hmm. right, it's a postnup. So it's it's similar, there but you, you know, it's not something where marriage was what we call the consideration Got for you. the agreement. Got right? You. So you have to give like what, what mm. Trump is always in, in, entangled in that quid pro quo. <laughs> <laughs> you have to give something to receive mm, something. Mm-hmm. So the marriage itself is the consideration or the quid pro quo uh, for the agreement. Gotcha. After the fact, it's the post. Right. It's the post nup. Okay. But the consideration there is mm-hmm. what you're giving up or what the other person is going to give to be able to resolve their issues mm. amicably. Right. Okay. A lot of times now I'm entering and I'm not going to get into this um, too much, but I get a lot of post nup requests at separation because Florida does not have a legal separation uh, statute. So people say, mm. well, we're just going to separate. We're going to live right. separate and apart. We're not ready to get divorced yet. We might, you know, recoup, get back together and uh-huh. preserve our family. But right now it's not working. We're just going to do our own thing and they'll enter into a post. So what do you, what, let me get this straight now you said it does not have a legal separation what do you mean by a legal like what would be considered like legal separation well in other states right <laughs> sort of those false states like i mentioned uh-huh, florida uh-huh. maryland they have a separation requirement right oh. before you can get divorced not only does it have to have a a, a reason gotcha. to get divorced a cause but you have to be separated for a period of time a year or so oh, let's just say gotcha. it's a year separation okay. so a lot of people do a separation agreement Gotcha. Which can be legally binding. Here in the state of Florida, we don't have that statute, okay. and they just call it. So a they could just go. Se- they could just live separately and mm-hmm. just they're separate. They're separated in Florida. In Florida. Uh-huh. Um, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, people okay. can can live in separate homes, and that's what I'm right. talking about. Because right. a lot of people think that if they just go to the other side of the house and they live in the West <laughs> Wing, that oh, we're separated. We live. I'm sleeping beds. on the couch, right. and you sleep in the. Uh, okay. And it don't work like case. that. Okay. Right. So back to uh, whether or not you have to be rich. You can plan for, um, uh-huh. you know, assets that you anticipate that you will acquire. Okay. Right. Or future support that you want to defer mm-hmm. because lifestyle will certainly increase mm-hmm. right? okay. as life goes on okay. and you earn more money or you start that business or you get that promotion lifestyle will increase okay. and you say well this is an educated person they can fend for themselves, they can live independently why uh-huh. don't we do a waiver of spousal support also known as alimony right? Okay. Okay. that is an effective clause within a prenup okay. you can do that, Okay. the only things that you can't waive is child support, future child support, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Okay. Because, you know, whatever you two make is what the child is entitled right. to. Right. So you right? got to support can't the wait, child. You can't, Correct. We can't weigh those types of things. But if there is a child from uh-huh. a prior marriage, mm-hmm. this may be a good idea, right? If one of the spouses has right. a prior um, marriage or relationship and there is a child. Right. And both of you all were to experience your untimely demise, mm-hmm. everything that you have will go to that other person to care for that child. Oh. The child will inherit. That's if they didn't have any children. And they like one of them only had a child from a previous. So well, if they didn't not, have any children? I wouldn't say if it's they didn't have any children, but, but that child will inherit oh. A portion, portion of the marital, right, the marital estate. Oh. So this goes into a little bit, probably into probate a little bit, but you can 
map those provisions out in a prenup, ah, right? So you, if there you. is a, a child from another relationship right. and you want to preserve what you have for your children, the children that you had no in this relationship, or if right. there are no children right, right, whatsoever right. to prevent that prior spouse or a person from the other relationship from taking your ass. Wow, so she she still could get paid when, even when she's not in the picture? Well, you know, in limited circumstances. There you go. Okay. Oh, man. So the second part of, okay. or I would say the third part of your question was, mm-hmm. does it set you up for divorce? Are you right. saying, hey, we're, we're thinking about the end and we haven't even gotten married. Right. Yet. And I say, no. I think it's very smart. I think it's very savvy. I think all of you are putting your, your cards out on the table, right? Yeah, This is what I, I got. So. Okay, I will provide for you in this way. Right. Or, hey, this is my child. I want to make sure that my child is taken care of, so right, you right. will be limited to X, Y, and Z, right. right? And it also makes the divorce, if you get a divorce right, right, right. in the future, right. makes it very smooth. You already thought it out, we right? Thought it out. It's sort of like a retirement plan, but, of course, you know, after your marriage. In, in, in that, in that <laughs> after way. After your marriage. Right, right. So you plan for your long-term care. Uh-huh. You plan for retirement. Uh-huh. You plan for all these things in your old age, but mm-hmm. nobody plans to get a divorce. Right, right. And most people are in turmoil. But is so that it's a it's a way to uh-huh. and, and like you said earlier, attorneys' fees can skyrocket okay. to there you, go. you know astronomical levels. Okay. So to avoid having to pay us, mm-hmm. right, to get y'all out of this entanglement, why don't y'all do it at the front end? Mm. I think a, I think a prenup is a very uh, smart, not only business decision, but family decision. And if you don't get divorced, you know that you're going to be adequately prepared and, and cared for. Okay. That's great. That's great. Hold on to that. Okay. Let's take a quick break. And we're going to come back because I, I definitely want to get into the other lies. And I do have, you got things just running through my head right now. So we're going to take a quick break. And don't forget, we are live here. If you want to call in, the number is 305-749-6004. 305-749-6004. You can call in if you have a question for McKinnon Legal. Christina, that's in the, in the, in the building with me right now, please call in, ask I'm asking all these questions because y'all probably scared to ask. I'm just asking. I ain't trying. <laughs> this ain't something. I'm just asking questions. All right. We'll be right back. All right. Exciting. <laughs> New. Hey. Go, go. Big yeah. Y'all know how this is. You know. All eyes on me. Oh, Roll up in the club. All eyes on me. All eyes on me. You know what? I bet you got it twisted, you don't know who to trust So many player hating chickens trying to sound like us Say they ready for the funk, but I don't think they know it Straight to the depths of hell, let's where them cowards going Well, all you still down, nigga, holler when you see me And let these devils be sorry for the day they finally freed me I got a caravan and sick it every time we ride Hitting motherfuckers up when we pass by Until I die, live the life of a boss player Cause even when I'm high, I'll be in Later, the future's in my eyes Cause all I want is cash and things A five double low bands wanting flashy brains uh, So just get through me like a dream Been known to disappear before your eyes It's like a dope thing, it seems My main thing was to be major paid The game sharper than the motherfucking trades of blade Save money, bring just Just bring lies One is sick and jealous and motherfuckers Depend on me like the first and fifteen They might hold me for a second But they won't get me We got both sick and low riders And ski mask screaming thug Every time they pass, all eyes on me. Little life of a thug, little day or die. Little life of a boss play. All eyes on me. 
All eyes on me, live the life of a thug, nigga, the hell of the day I die, live the life of a boss player, cause even getting high. Yes, we are back. We are back. We are back. Round of applause to my special guest that's in the building, Christina McKinnon of McKinnon Legal. And um, you know, you, you breaking it down, girl. I see. I see you got your you got your game hat on tight because you breaking it down, girl. You you know you, you and you breaking it down where you know me, the the average person can't understand because I I think when it when it comes to talking to lawyers. You know, you guys have that lawyer lingo and you start going into this, all this lawyer talk and it kind of <laughs> confuses people. So when you break it down where we can understand it, that's, that's great. So I, I applaud you for that. Yeah, um, that's that's what we're encouraged to do now. I mean, before, yeah, everybody used what we call legalese, right? Uh, and, uh, legalese and you're like, okay, well, now what does that mean? Do I need a Black's Law Dictionary to define what you're talking about? You exactly. know, so now we're, we're speaking more in plain language and we're relating more to the people because that's who we represent, the citizenry, right? So great. Miami-Dade County, uh, Broward County, mm-hmm. uh, we speak in, in layman's terms and how people can 
and understand is because we're dealing with their most intimate problems. People come to us at the worst time in their lives, right? right. So I need to be able to relate to them. There so you go. not only as the professional, as the expert, uh, somebody that's going to you know litigate their matter before a judge, but I'm sort of like their counselor yes. as well, yes. right? So yes. you know we have lots of Kleenex tissues in mm. our conference room because people come there and they lay their souls out. And Do you I, get I more women coming to you or, or more men? Or does I it have, matter? I have both. Okay. I have both. Um, and, yeah, the men come in there and cry, too. You know, so yeah, yeah. It's, it's their house. It's their job. It's their income. It's their kids. Right, you know, right, right, right. all of those things um, really affect somebody. And I think that um, I deal with the area of law that deals with the heartstrings. It pulls right. on those heartstrings. Right. And there's no other area of law that's like that. Everything else is black and white. Yes. Yes. <laughs> right? So we mentioned off air about um, the divorce rate. Mm-hmm. And and, and, and and like I said, what sparked that conversation with, with my wife and, and, and my friends, we, we were talking and, and, and I know, you know, people look at it like, okay, if you're getting married and we're bringing the church, like you're supposed to be like the church till death do us part, you know, like what they say in church. Um, but you said something very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is? So, you know, statistically, uh-huh. the um, divorce rate in the churches is just as high as it is for the unchurched, wow. right? Just the greater population. So, and you would think that it, w- it wouldn't be because if they're going to church together, right? Mm-hmm. For couples going to church together, mm-hmm. you would think that. Yeah, that would help. You would think that that is the goal. That is the value that, you know, we are taught in the Judeo-Christian, you know, world that we live in here in America. However, you know, you're looking at pastors as well and you're seeing pastors that are married multiple times. You know, Mm, so that's uh, another story. That's another show. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, if you're teaching, you're teaching one thing to the flock and that's your example, then the flock is also going to follow that because that is your example. That is definitely. Um, and, And I'm not saying, you know. You know, it's right or it's wrong, but this is the law, and the law is you know right. civil law. So we the 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 mm-hmm. go, the uh, government and the legislature they have to draft uh, laws that govern everybody. So whether you're religious or irreligious, you right. know um, this applies. Um, I do think that it is very very important um, and savvy for anyone, whether you're churched or unchurched, uh-huh. to plan your life. And okay. a prenup can certainly do that and make provision for you and your children and your future all right so what's another lie that we can (laughs) because i know you said the first lie which i never thought about that the first lie like we said you you don't don't have have to to be be rich rich, right the second one we talked about as well is it doesn't mean that you'll necessarily get a divorce right it's just you planning for the future it doesn't predict divorce or it doesn't cause a divorce Mm. because hey you were looking at hey if this ends this is the contingency plan right that's that's sort of how you have to look at it the third lie, or misconception, okay. <laughs> if you would, uh-huh. is that you can't get out of it, right? That if you enter into it, then oh, that's okay. it, that you can never get out of it. So um, there are certain instances where it can be what we call rescinded. Okay, right? yeah, you I was going to say, break that down. Like, okay. Right, so... Um, I have clients who, you know, just basically say, hey, we were in a different mindset then. Mm-hmm. Let's do a rescission agreement and they can both voluntarily sign that. There are other instances where if you feel like uh, you were coerced into this or mm-hmm. forced, we, the legal term is duress. You were under duress ah, and you had to sign this agreement. Okay. Like, hey, you know, the divorce. The, if the you want to get married, you better sign this. <laughs> the marriage is in two weeks and right, you right. better sign this document or else we don't get married. Ah. And there was not full disclosure of what was at stake. 
then those would be legally unenforceable um, okay. contracts, right? So you would have to go into court, you know, thereafter. And you still gonna... have to go to court to actually get this done, too. Right, right. Okay. Right. So the, the court assumes that people are voluntarily entering into these things right. freely, right? Okay. And okay. they will enforce whatever is in writing until you put up that you're contesting Right. So people right. can contest a will. They can also contest the prenup. I have a couple of those cases as well. OK. So um, if there is not full disclosure, you didn't know what you were giving up. You mm. can't sign an express waiver. I waive everything. But, mm-hmm. you know, you know, had you known what it was, you wouldn't have. You probably wouldn't that, have signed. That right. waiver. I get I get what you the, uh, the other part of it is. Uh-huh. Right. Is that um, they forced you into it. Mm. Right. So. The law also says that it must be a reasonable period of time. Right. What's reasonable? There's case law out there that says that it could be 30 days. It could be 40 days. I say, hey, as soon as possible. The minute y'all know that y'all going to get married, let's try and get this thing done. If it's a year in advance, six months in advance, you're good. More so 45 days, 60 days out from the wedding, you're probably cutting it close, mm. right? So let's let's get this thing done. Let's make sure that you all have this uh, thing executed. There's full disclosure. I make them sign off on their financial statements, share it with the other person, that they agree that they are aware of what right, these right. assets are. They are aware what they're waiving. Right, they're right. aware of what they're getting. They sign every single page. They notarize it, and it's all on film. So how can I – let me ask you. So let, let's say you're dealing with a, a, a young couple, mm-hmm. and they want to get a prenup, but they have nothing to mm-hmm. put on the table. Mm-hmm. So like how do you do that? You could say any future businesses uh-huh. will be accrued to this person's name. Uh-huh. Let's say there is a – Gift, not an inheritance, because mm, okay. inher- inheritance is barred from uh, being considered a, a marital asset. But let's say there's a gift to one spouse and not the other. You know, any gifts that are given to you will not be marital in nature. Right. You can say that, or you could say, "Hey, if your income comes to be wait a minute, uh, wait a minute, superior to mine throughout the t- entirety of the marriage, I will waive." Spousal support. Wait, Those are types of wait, things. Wait, let me go wait. back to the gift. Uh, mm-hmm. Let me get this if I get this right. Clear, clear. Um, you're saying if when we get married, let's say a person is getting married, when they get married, um, they get a gift. Let's mm-hmm. say the uncle gives the the bride fifty thousand dollars. Right? That's a- it. After the marriage. After the marriage. Mm-hmm. As a as a but giving it to the bride. So you're saying the husband is not entitled to that? Uh, depends on how she uses that that money, right? So, but I I'm thought, not saying that. I thought when entitled. they get married, is we we split in half and half, right? But we're talking about prenups. So, y'all, are you making a decision oh, okay, beforehand? I get what saying. Are you I get making what a decision saying. beforehand that any gifts that happen after the, oh, the so in the, in the prenup would right, say yeah, the, it would say that any gifts that are given to me, oh. I will keep separate as my separate property, and I will not commingle it. <laughs> Right, but or see, use it this for a marital is, purpose. but this is what I'm talking about. If we're supposed to be, and I'm not talking me, I'm just talking in general. If if we're supposed to be in in a marriage, and from day one you're already saying, well, whatever gift I get is mine, is not yours. Is that the way to go into the marriage? It That's what I'm trying to say. Remember, it depends on the person. Uh, right. So I can't make that decision for them. Right. right. So there are people that come into my office for a consultation, and they say, hey. Um, we don't have much. However, I have these plans and uh-huh. I want this business to be mine. Okay. And he says, 
okay, that's fine because I have a little something too. And any enhancement in value right, right, right. or appreciation in value, I don't want to accrue maritally, mm. right? So even non-marital property can be subject to equal distribution if you get a divorce without a prenup. Wow. So you can do an express waiver to enhance all of what we call enhance, uh, uh, to uh, waive off of all of the enhancement and mm-hmm. the appreciation. Let's say if you had a house before you got married. Right. Right? It'll always be non-marital. But if that house was worth $200,000 when you got married and it's worth $500,000 at the time where you all felt like, hey, it's shaky, we need to go out separate ways, that's $300,000 in appreciation that you contributed to with marital funds. You paid down the mortgage and you contributed to that mortgage. And whether she paid a portion of that mortgage is not. Doesn't matter. They don't look at it like that. Right, right, right. She's entitled to To $150,000. Of that. Right. Okay. Right. Okay, wow. so keep that in mind. People don't realize that. They're like, you oh, this do is my math. house. You got to do my math. House. <laughs> <laughs> this is my house. I had it before we got married. Uh-huh. Okay, there should be an express waiver, right? And there's case law out there as of, what, mm-hmm. 2014, mm-hmm. Um, not that long ago, mm. <laughs> right? That was the year my baby was born, just, you know, right, right, five right. and a half years ago. Right, right. Um, that says that an express waiver can can waive that. However, if it's not in there, then that other spouse is entitled to the enhancement wow. or appreciation and value. Wow. Wow. Right. Wow. And it's a non marital asset. Wow. Same thing with retirement plans. You know, so how does that work with that? You started working 30 years ago at a certain right. job. You got married 20 years ago. That wow. first 10 years is non-marital. She can't touch that. The last 20 years, she's entitled to have so the accrual. She can't touch it at all. Right. She can't go half to court and say, but she can't go to court and say, well, we've been married. You know, I want half his retirement. She'll get half of the accrual from the last okay. 20 years. Uh, the the point portions. from when they got married. From the time they got married to the date you filed the Okay, divorce. got you, right. got you. So anything prior to that. Right. She can't touch. But remember, oh, he can't we're talking touch. about prenups today, right? right? right, right. So that's just in normal without normal right, right. course of life without a prenup. If you have a prenup, you can waive that or mm-hmm. have them waive it for some valuable consideration. So it's always a give and take. What do you mean right? by that? Remember Break that ta- down to me. Remember we <laughs> talked about before what the, the quid pro quo, right? Right, right. The, that's what we call consideration, legal consideration. Okay. So, okay, so I want you to waive X, mm. right, the appreciation on my retirement plans in exchange for, you know, this, Gotcha. I don't know what that could be. It could be in lieu of alimony. I won't pay alimony, but I'll give you a lump sum of this asset, right. maybe $50,000 here, and then we go our separate ways. Okay, I can do that because I, I, I you know, I, I'm living independently. I'm a strong woman. I can I can live on my own if in the event of a divorce. It depends, right? But, so a, 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 a mm-hmm. contract is a give and take. You know, it has right. to be certain offers, certain provisions that are offered in certain ones that are accepted so that they have a meeting of the minds. And if that isn't mm-hmm. the case, mm-hmm. then you have to make a decision of whether that prenup is that important to you uh, for as a condition of marriage. So question. So if you have two people going to court, mm-hmm. would the lawyers, because if you're getting divorced, you may not know that. That person may not know that, let's say, their pension. They say they worked for 30 years, but the, they didn't get married 20 years into the match, right? Like the first 10 years. Would the lawyer let them know that, hey, you know she's not entitled or he's not entitled 
to that first Are we talking about this in the context of a prenup or just a regular just divorce? Just a regular divorce. The judge won't won't have an inequitable decision. W- what made. do you mean by that? So, you know you got to break these things down to me. So. <laughs> like I said in, in the beginning, right, this but, is a court of equity. Okay. Right? So the statute says that we must lay out on all assets, all debts, right. all, all issues that are being considered what's marital and what's not marital. Gotcha. Uh, so before we go to trial, there is a statement of assets, a statement gotcha. of so it shows so a, a list of things know, that right, you have. We already okay. know the date of marriage. Uh-huh. Of course, we know the date of filing because okay. it's in the court docket, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And we're only talking about that marital uh, period right there. Anything gotcha. extra, the administrator of the retirement plan will not. So even, even if the person doesn't know about it, it has to go through the courts like that. Like in other words, well, well, I mean, like I said, if we're talking about it in the context of a prenup, they will know about it because okay. there, there must be full disclosure. Gotcha. However, if you have two people that are handling their divorce on their own. Right. The judge is educated and well informed to know to ask the right questions gotcha. and know what to divide. However, if they have two lawyers, all of that stuff. I'm sure the the lawyer of the, gotcha. the person who has that extensive parent, uh, uh, retirement plan will certainly bring that to light. Gotcha. Like you're not getting all of this retirement. Gotcha. You're getting you know the last 20 years, the portion when that y'all is, were married. Is married. I got gotcha. you. Right? Okay. But in the context of of a prenup, you know, all of that stuff should be disclosed. Uh-huh. And, you know, someone can uh, put a provision in there that you waive that appreciation, you waive that enhancement right, right, right. in exchange for something else that may be valuable to the other party. How, how does the prenup work with, with children? Does, or is that with the divorce court? Like in the prenup, can they say, well, OK, we have the kids. I'm going to take the kids. Can they say that in the prenup and say, well, no. I'm going to take care of my kids? No. They can't say that. No. So prenup, like I said earlier, you can't waive child support. Okay. So. And you can't um, necessarily. But if they wanted to take the, like say, the, you know, a, a man and a woman, they want to get divorced. They do have the prenup or they, they, they had a prenup written up and they said in the divorce, say the husband was the one that, that had the finances. And he said, well, in the pre- he's trying to, I'm not saying, I'm just asking the question. Right. And he's saying, well, I want to, if this doesn't work out, I'm going to keep the kids. The husband says that? Yeah. The husband said, if "Can you say that? If there is an agreement, right. I guess she would give her kids away voluntarily before the marriage even happened. <laughs> but I, I doubt. I mean, I these are ever kids s- they had together now. Not, I yeah. understand, right, right, right. but you know, I don't know if the kids preceded the marriage or if they these are kids that they're going to have during the marriage. Okay. Or remember, a prenup is before they even walk down the aisle. Okay. So I, I find it hard to fathom okay. <laughs> any woman saying, because in your example, you say it's the right. husband, right, who makes all this money and says, I'll keep the kids.'" Right. I, don't, I find it hard to, to believe or fathom that any woman will say, okay, all right, I'm just going to give up my kids that I haven't had yet in this marriage. Gotcha. Right? However, if the parties agree that it would be economically feasible in the best interest of the children, mm-hmm. they can enter into whatever agreement they, they want. At the time of the divorce, there may be a changed circumstance that mm-hmm. the court will entertain. Mm-hmm. So, you know, children, that's a very special topic where change in circumstances uh, can affect the best interest of those children. So right. during the course of the marriage, if he became an alcoholic or, you know, he beat the children, this, that, and the other, whatever agreement she made as to what the custody arrangement will be, certainly 
Right. Would not hold up at that time. Okay. Right. So, you know, that you don't want to keep a, the kids in a dangerous situation. Uh, of course. So um, those issues are modifiable. Okay. Right. Got you. Got mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just throwing these questions at you right. now because, you right. know, I, mean, I feel, so like, there's a difference I feel between, like somebody got action. There, right? There's a difference between assets and things right. and people. So and you're people. dealing with these little lives. No, we're not going to endanger them. Okay. Um, or have the, I wouldn't even go that far to say that it's endangering them, but to put them in a situation that's not in their best interest. Okay. okay. And I, I think there's a, another lie or misconception. Yeah, yeah, basically that, you know, there's a lack of trust there. Lack and of trust. Like, right. So the, the misconception is that if you enter into a prenup, that there is a lack of trust. And, you know, that goes hand in hand with one of the prior ones is that, you know, you'll probably get divorced. But I say exactly the opposite. Everything is on the table. It should be on the table. If not, that is a basis for me to set that that prenup aside. And like I said, I do have cases where we are right at that point. And nothing can be done in a divorce Mm -hmm. until we have that hearing, an evidentiary hearing before the judge, Uh to set it aside to contest because we're contesting the the prenup. Because there were things that were done at the beginning of the marriage, before they ever got married, that were not enforceable, right? Mm -hmm. One person didn't disclose, or perhaps uh, there was not enough time where she could get or he could get uh, viable counsel to review. They didn't have adequate representation. Um, You know, they were forced into it or felt like they were pressured into it, what Uh we call duress, those types of things. But in general, I think that, you know, this is honestly and openly coming to the table with everything I've got and saying, let's map out a chart for, you know, if this does not work. This comes to that. Right. So that we'll save on attorney's fees. Right. We'll save our family a lot of turmoil because a lot of the children, a lot of the parents in my cases are all in counseling and mm-hmm. they're messed up in the head because they're going through the worst it's time. Crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's right. a crazy time. Yeah. So, you know, it, it can be a very responsible thing to do mm-hmm. at the beginning. Um for whatever reason, I do think because we live in this Judeo-Christian society, it, uh-huh. it is taken on a, a very negative connotation, but it doesn't have to be. So do you feel maybe uh, it's like a generational thing that more people may be um, geared to, to get the prenup? Like, is, is it like a millennial thing or a Generation X thing well, or uh, <laughs> uh, booming? What do you call it? The baby boomer thing? You know, is this it? Is- this is what I, you know, people aren't, um, <laughs> well, of course, the divorce rate has uh, risen right. a little bit, but people aren't getting married as early as they used to. So that's what I'm saying. So right. is it? So, you know, people are having some stuff by the time they get married. Right, right. So a lot of, back in the day, people would get married by 20, right? 20, right. 21, early, 22. Early, they right. get, get so married. Now, and now, you know, they're getting married well into their 30s. And, you know, they've been on a job for some time or built a business or um, have a bid in retirement or mm-hmm. bought some houses. Mm-hmm. You know, those types of things are, are um, steering their decisions towards getting these prenups. Gotcha. And it's a very smart thing to do. Gotcha. So, you know, my role as the lawyer is... You know, I fight once I'm retained on a case. I don't try to steer a person one way or the other. It's truly their decision. Right. And I want them to know that is their decision. I'm not trying to say, oh, yeah, you really need to get this when they come <laughs> see me. No, that's that's not my job. But you, you got know, all this stuff. You bet, <laughs> hey, you better get this. <laughs> that's not my job. But once they retain me and they mm-hmm. are clear on what they want, 
right? It's my job at that point to make sure that that's what right, they get. That's what they get. Right. Okay, so so. Um, me as the lawyer, um, I, I do think that there are those. I mean, but that's me looking at it from a legal standpoint. Right, right. Um, you know, I'm not going to get into my personal situation or anything, but you've shared yours where you yes. think one thing and your wife thinks another. Right. Right. So, um, you know, in those types of situations, you know, perhaps both of you all consulting with an attorney, uh, whether you want to do a post number or not, but just to get educated right. on what the pros and cons are. Um, I'm sure y'all going to be married, oh, no. I, married I, could, I could not. I could not step to my wife and say, At, baby. Y- I got an idea. Let's go get a prenup. Hell no. Well, you can't get a prenup at this time because you all have been married for some well, time. But it'll be a, po- a, a post nut. Hey, can we get a post nut? No, I mean a post <laughs> nut. <laughs> <laughs> She'd but, be like, a post what? <laughs> nah. She'd be like, yes, yeah, so you won't take any of my retirement in the event that you act up, exactly. right? <laughs> nah, but um, I get it. So, I get it. So, okay. So, it's definitely... So, what is a course? First of all, just a, just the average course. I, I I know the course may may vary, but mm-hmm. what's the average course of just a divorce by itself? Like just to, without the prenup, and we'll ask <laughs> right. I ask that. But just the course, <laughs> the average course. Like what would someone have to pay? And it's probably an average course because, like I said, it probably goes and fluctuates or whatever. What right. would you say that is? So I'm going to give you that lawyer answer again. Yes. It depends. It de- <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, Does it depend well, on the lawyer too? Because yeah. I know sometimes, you know, I've heard that people would go to like the best defense. I mean, a divorce lawyer to, 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 to you know, take on a case because they want the best mm-hmm. outcome. Right. And of course, if you're going to go for the best you got to pay the best. Right. So is that what varies the cost? Some, sometimes, yeah. Okay. And also the length, the length okay. of the proceeding. So uh, when I talked about it in the beginning, you know, mm-hmm. if it's purely uncontested and right. we draft up, there's minimal negotiation on this uh, marital uh-huh. settlement agreement and we can get them, you know, divorced within two weeks as soon as we can get an uncontested hearing date. You know, those, I, you know, I'd probably charge on a flat fee, okay. right? Because I know the number of hours that are going to be, got you. you know, got you. entailed. Um, I have associate attorneys in my office that, you know, we can charge lower rates because they don't have to pay my rate. I got you. <laughs> right? I got so you. I've been practicing for about 17 years. So my mm. rate is higher. Of right? course. Kind of like me with my DJ. I'm like, right. hey, I've been DJ. <laughs> you got to pay my DJ rates now. Like, right. Not these new DJ rates. Right. Okay, right. So, <laughs> you know, the newer lawyers or the right. lawyers that are under me in my office, then, you know, you can get a better rate right. with that. Um, but purely it's it's. um considering the number of hours okay so, it's so hours. if yeah so if i spend you know 50 hours on a case then that's 50 hours times my hourly rate your, uh, your hourly or rate. my associate's hourly rate gotcha, gotcha. if we spend 100 hours on a case mm. right then they're gonna pay double right so it, it's purely that we don't do uh flat fees except on, you know, like I said, the uncontested cases right, or right. something that I know I can resolve quickly. I sort of have a gauge on how long it's going to take me and I'll, I may quote a, a flat fee but, on that. And but that, we are paid for our time. The but that's time. what I was going to ask you. Like, how do you, how is that um, broken down, like the hourly rate? Like, if a person is paying the hourly rate, during that hour, is it, are you, I'm not, I'm talking in general. 
is the lawyer or the 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 the, the person handling it? Are they actually doing stuff for that whole hour? Then the next hour they doing stuff, and the if, next hour. If, if I'm in court for two or three hours, okay, right. So we have a hearing, right? Okay, let's say a temporary child support hearing or temporary attorney. But you're in court with a bunch of other people too, right? Is it or is no. it just your just? This is a hearing that's scheduled for my client's okay. motion that is before that judge. Okay, and that means that when I say evidentiary hearing, that means that the clients are going to testify. Okay. We're gotcha. present evidence. You know, opposing counsel is going to cross-examine them. I'm going to cross-examine their witnesses. So you may be in witnesses. there for a couple hours. Right. I may be in there for a couple hours. Gotcha, They're going to gotcha. be charged for the time, right? Gotcha, However, gotcha. if they come in uh-huh. and or they call the office mm-hmm. and we have, let's say, a conference, a okay. teleconference. Okay. And it only lasts 15 minutes. Right, right. They're being billed on their 0.25. Right, a quarter of an hour. Gotcha. Right, so it'll still be the hourly rate times point two five. Gotcha. Right, so um, every fraction thereof. <laughs> gotcha. Put it there, so okay. we know it's not an hour for every little thing, but we we are very you know accurate with our time. We can hit the timer. We have a practice management system where we log all of our time, and then um, we update the client pretty frequently on what's being done on their case. Good. So okay, you know, good. I have clients that are pretty satisfied that hey, they know what's going on in their case. I think I think that's the key. <laughs> I, I think that is the key right there. That and if, they know how their money is. Exactly, spent. exactly. Because if you're spending all this money and then you don't hear from your lawyer, mm-hmm. I know that was a situation with my, my, my uh, mm-hmm. a friend of mine mm-hmm. that went through it. Yeah. Like I said, he, he went through a long divorce mm-hmm. proceeding and then like you said, his lawyer was not he was communicating com- with them or so sending he had, them a bill. Yeah, or- so he had to like he said I think he said he complained on the lawyer and he had to get another lawyer because Yeah, yeah so if you if uh-huh. if you have um a lawyer, just make sure that you're reasonably yes. updated uh-huh. with your bill uh-huh. at reasonable intervals. So um thirty days is is the longest I would say somebody should go without receiving a wow, bill. My off yeah, my office uh-huh, has uh-huh. a policy. We do it every two weeks. So we update them every fourteen days okay. uh, with their bills so they see what's being done on their case and they're reasonably satisfied with that. Mm, okay, good. So let's do this. Let's take a quick break. And uh we'll come right back. Um Got some more questions. To okay, ask. all right. We'll come right back. All I like right. that. I like that. You're, you're educating uh, the public out here. So you know <laughs> what I'm saying. So some of these people who don't have anything be like, you know what? Let me call McKinnon Legal. If you got big goals, <laughs> then I got that goals. <laughs> I ain't got no money now, but I got goals. Let me call McKinnon Legal and get my stuff right. Right. So with that being said, we'll be back. Of course, the number is three zero five seven four nine six zero zero four. We'll be right back. Let's go. All right. Another one. Another one. Another one. We the best music. We the best music. DJ Khaled. I don't know if you can take it. No, you wanna see me naked, naked, naked. I wanna be a baby, baby, baby. Spinning in as much as I can get from Maytag. Rock a wrist on the brown. When I get like this, I can't be around you. I'm too little to dim down and out. Cause I can into things that I'm gon' do. Wow, wow. You know this cookie's for the bag 
Kitty, kitty, baby, get her things to rest. Like, 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 like the 68 Jets. Diamonds and nothing when I'm rocking with ya. Diamonds and nothing when I'm shining with ya. Just keep it white and black as if I'm your sister. I'm too hip to hop around, time to hit with ya. I know I get wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow, wow. When I wish you, all I get is wild thoughts. Wow, wow. Taken. I heard it got these up going crazy. Yeah, I treat you like a lady, lady. Till you burned out cremation. Make it cream, yeah, Wu Tang. Throw that back, back bouquet. Call me and I can get it juice. I can tell you gone off the doors. Careful, mama, why what you say? You talking to me like a new babe. Talking like you trying to do things. Now that party gotta run it like she Usain, baby. You made me drown in it, ooh, touche, baby. I'm carrying that water, Bobby Boucher, baby. And hey, you know I'm a slaughter like I'm Jason. Busted why you got it on safety. White girl, where is it on brown? Like, I probably shouldn't be around you. Cause you get wild, wild, wild. You looking like there's nothing that you won't do. What you won't do. Hey girl, that's when I told you. Told you. When I was you, all I get is wild thoughts. Wow, 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 when I was you, all I get is wild thoughts, wow, 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 when I was you, all I get is wild thoughts, DJ Khaled, DJ Khaled, DJ Khaled, DJ Khaled, wow, 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 when I was you, all I get is wild That's right, that's right. We are back. We are back. Yes. You tune in to Ben Hop's Community Corner. That's how we do, man. Just bringing you information, man. Round of applause for my special guest, Christina McKinnon, that's in the building right now with McKinnon Legal. We are breaking it down for you guys. Um, and what I'm when I'm getting from this, and when I'm when I'm the the main thing I'm getting is that. You don't have to have a lot of money to do this, to have to get the prenup. And it's something that, you know, can avoid a lot of confusion in, in, in the future, mm-hmm. whether whether you need to use it or not. So that's what I'm getting from it. Um, so, wow. You shed some light on the situation. Right. Quite frankly, uh-huh. I, I like to look at it as it really lets you know if you have somebody that's on your team. Right. Right? Somebody's okay. going to work with you, right? Because they truly wouldn't want anything from you or to try to hurt you in the event that the relationship ended right. anyway. Right? Right, right? So it's it's like, you know, hey, this is how we're going to set our lives up, right? Mm-hmm. And in the event of the unthinkable, right. I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to hurt your outside child. Right. Um, and, hey, I'm independent enough or I will provide for you in this way. That sounds like a fairy tale would just say right now, but go ahead. <laughs> what? You what I'm saying, so? because, uh, and I was going to ask you, because I know it, some very savvy women who what have What I'm saying is there, but I'm saying the divorce, when it comes to that point. Right. I mean, yes, if they're savvy enough to get the, the prenup mm-hmm. in the beginning, that means they're, you know, they 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 looking out towards the future. Mm-hmm. But I know the divorce, like you said, is something that can be very emotional. Right. 
uh, can, can, can make people very upset. So, you know, are they, even though they have the prenup and they go through this, do you get a lot of this anger still Like somebody up? that wants to contest the prenup? Right, right. right. Only if, right, only if uh-huh. they felt like they were duped. Right. That there wasn't full disclosure or they felt they were forced into it. All those things that I listed uh, that uh, would make it unenforceable. Right. So it can be set aside. Right. But there have to be certain conditions. So no full disclosure. It wasn't a reasonable period of time. Uh, They felt that there was a you know, they were forced into it. Those types of things. Right. So um, there are legally. uh, laid out situations where I can go in and I have mm-hmm, right and mm-hmm. and we're doing so in a couple of cases presently as well mm-hmm. um, where we can go in and contest it so it's up to the judge to examine the mm-hmm. facts examine okay. the evidence of course examine the agreement right. um, but you know the clearest sense is whether or not there was full disclosure do you have that financial statement did the other person see it you know was it Got you. Uh, what an accurate depiction of what you had at the time right Right. So, you know, irrespective of what you have now, what you had at the time, did they know? Did they know what they were giving up? And if they didn't, then you might have a problem. There you go. (laughs) Right. So but while your head is clear and you're all in love and you really want to get married (laughs) and start your family and start your life together, you know, clearer heads prevail. And I think that's a good time to say, to to actually sit down and talk about it. But when you're all emotional and somebody cheated or something went wrong in the marriage and, you know, or there was abuse or whatever the case may be, Uh you know, it may be too late. Right. So if, if something is there um, from 20 years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago, then you can't refute that, right? Gotcha. And it was legally enforceable. But, you know, that's the time to, to get that done. I, I do think it's a good idea, but like I said, it's up to the, the parties to have a meeting of minds before they get there married. There you go. <laughs> so we talked about the course of a divorce. Mm-hmm. What's the course of a either a prenup or a postnup? Mm-hmm. Like, what would something like that cost? Well, that also would uh, depend on, I would say, uh-huh. the issues that are involved. Okay. Right? So, if I have a high net worth, high asset person, right. then, you know, there's lots, you have of, to do more. There are lots more provisions okay. that have to be added, gotcha. right? Uh, something that is, I don't want to say complicated, but uh, uh, a very unique set of circumstances okay. or facts that we have to sort of draft up right. or examine, um, then that would, you know, raise the cost. But for the most part, I do those on a flat fee basis. Okay. And those, you know, can range. Um, and I don't usually quote fees. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to. I mean, you know. But that, you know, that can range upwards of $5,000 for, for one okay, of those. So for okay. So okay. um, And for, let's say, our other example where the people didn't have anything, but they got goals. You know, they and got they the wanna, goals. They got those goals and they want to start <laughs> that business or, you know, they, you know, they think they're going places. And, you know, hey, if if that's it, then you'll probably get there. Right. And there is a need to protect what you have. Got you. Um, because the divorce rate is so high mm-hmm. and the trajectory of, of, of how all divorces, whether Christian or not or religious or not, mm-hmm. um, are going. That's a good idea to do. Um, then those will be on a lower scale. So, got you. you know, I've had. Um, some that would range anywhere from fifteen to twenty five hundred or three thousand gotcha. dollars, gotcha. right? Okay. But that's more on a flat fee because you know we're just doing an agreement, right. and hopefully they last forever. There you <laughs> hopefully go. They stay married it forever, and we don't have to have to ever look at it again. Not not to go too much off the topic, but what, in your opinion, as a lawyer, what would be uh, the top things that people 
couples or whatever need to have in place, whether it be married. Like, and, and I'm, I'm actually like, because I know a lot of people don't have a will, right? Certain things. So, what would you say? Maybe the top three things that people should have in place from like your view as being a lawyer that should have in place. Okay. So if something happens to them or something happens. Right. Absolutely. Um, certainly. Like and if it's more than three, you could mention, but yeah, I'm, saying I'm, I'm just going to mention everything I know. Okay, okay. I, so, you know, if you are married, certainly I believe in prenups and postnups. Okay. So right, pre- to lay and it out. Because more. like I said, it, it'll save you a lot of trouble if in fact the inevitable happens or I wouldn't say gotcha. inevitable or the unthinkable happens. Unthinkable. Right? Okay. Unthinkable happens to save you a lot in attorney's fees. Gotcha. Right? I would also say um, get a valid will for all of your assets. Okay. Right? Get a trust if you have minor children. Mm, because, so a trust. Right. A will a trust. And, what's the difference between the, the a will and a trust? Well, the trust is an instrument, and this is somebody who does probate, can explain it probably more okay. in detail. Okay. Um, and I refer out to a lot of those people as well in family law. Mm-hmm. But a trust is so that your minor children mm-hmm. can, you know, partake or be the beneficiaries of something. If I have an insurance policy and I say this policy is for the benefit of my five-year-old daughter, it won't go to her. It'll go to my husband to care for her, right? Right. However, that trust will hold those funds for her until she matures or, you know, whatever I designate. Let's Mm. say she must have a college degree by the time she gets it. I want her to have some sense about her before she gets this money. I saw that on power, by the way. <laughs> the last so right. so it'll it'll be uh-huh. in a trust for a minor gotcha. child. A business can also be put in a trust. Oh, okay, right? good. Um, so that it is it cannot be touched. The trust itself mm, holds. Okay, that. okay, I would have a um, a designation for guardianship. Also, let's mm, say you know okay. both you and your wife. God forbid, but you plane, know, plane crash, crash, just that and the other, and you got minor kids. Now you got who's going to take care of your children? Oh, right. So, Have so, you thought about that? I don't know. I know that uh, you know some people are like, oh no, none of my spouse's family can take care. Of, so I want this, you oh, know. So that's you. you know, hey, we all got crazy family members. So you know, my there's man. a certain people that you know will come in and take care of your kids, and you have no control of that because you're not here and my you man. didn't think it through. Okay. Right. So those types. And that's of, called a what again? Uh, you have a designation of a guardianship. Designation of a guardianship. Right. Who would care okay. for your kids, okay. and then you would pr- make a provision as to how those kids will be taken care okay. of, where those funds will go. Right. Uh-huh. Um. The other thing is a very important uh, stuff you're talking about. Yeah, maybe a yes. health a healthcare surrogate. Uh-huh. You know, uh, sometimes a, a spouse may predecease the other right uh-huh. usually um you know women live longer than men so if you're you know there by yourself who's going to take care of you right mm-hmm. we like to think that our kids will you know hopefully they mm. will hopefully they will yeah. they'll come back and do what they need to do but if that does not happen you see a lot of seniors that are all alone right and you know those types of provisions you need a long-term care plan that needs to be in there uh, in that agreement, um, this is not in the nature of family law. This is not what I do. This is something that I would refer right, out to right. another. But these lawyer. are things that. But yeah, these are things that you kind of protect you as a, mm-hmm. a individual, as a right. family, especially as, after people get a divorce. I certainly refer them to get their wills redrafted, right. <laughs> get those okay. trusts done for those kids. You know, this, that, and the other, because you know the family. It's still a family. It's just a different type of family, right? right? So the kids right. are going to have two homes. But if something were to happen to 
you. Right. And God forbid, if your former spouse predeceases you, then what's going to happen with your kids? Right. right. Or if something happens with your kids, then who's going to be there for you in the end? Right. right? So right. people are living longer. Um, like I said, women live longer than, than men. So if your spouse predeceases you, then what's going to happen? Right. So those are the, the, the top I wouldn't say agreements, but, you know, contracts that you need that to That you should into. have in place. So let me ask you, because that sounds like it could become very expensive to get all these little yeah. documents, right? Yeah. Would, would our, our, our lawyers, and I'm just asking this as a, as a, as a general question, um, do you find that some lawyers may do a lot of pro bono work to help people out? Maybe it's a situation they say, well, you know what, I'll take care of that. Right. Well, like, how does that work? Right. Well, pro bono as as um, I've always like done it in my career right. um, or as it's been defined, you know, the the, the very meaning of it is um, for the good. Right. For, for the, the good. public good. Pro bono, pro bono publico is the, uh, the total okay. phrase. It's a Latin phrase, pro bono publico. And it means for the public good. Right. So I like that. Usual, See, I'm gonna write that down. I didn't usual, know that. It's usually I thought it meant free, but go. <laughs> somebody who can't afford legal services. Okay. So you know, um, my office we we take one pro bono case a, a year because I always feel that we should be given back. Okay. And you know, my average case value is somewhere around you know maybe. Um, upwards of nine, ten thousand dollars. That's gotcha. just an average case. Got gotcha, you, got gotcha. you. Right. So if I took all the cases I made, I did in 2019, and divided by 12, or divided by the number of cases I had, then you would you average know, around that. Okay. Some, well, I wouldn't say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somewhere around nine thousand. Okay. Right. Okay. And we take one a year. Right. Those are reserved for the people that maybe don't have a job, maybe lost a job right. and they need access to the courts. Um maybe a spouse died right. and they um need to have paternity as- or I wouldn't say a spouse a partner right. died and they need to have paternity established for that child to get that person's benefits. Right. Paternity was never established during that person's lifetime. Gotcha. Those types of things. Okay, right. Okay. So, you know, yeah, I'm a lawyer, but I'm still a person too. So gotcha. I have a heart, right? So and pro so bono. I do those cases for free because they need access to courts and they wouldn't have it otherwise. Gotcha. Right. Gotcha. So, if you have a job right. on the other hand, or you have a way of making, it's payment making plan. an income, right. right? Or you have, you know, access to credit and this, that, and the other. Yes. You know, there is a way for, you know, either you get a lawyer that will charge you a lawyer a lower rate, or, you know, you can go with one of our associate attorneys that don't have a, a high rate right. of mine. Okay. <laughs> no, no, I know. And, and that's why I'm, I'm asking these questions because I think when it comes to, and it's the thing about, you know, the legal, I guess the legal, you know, department or the area. All right. It's like a lot of people may not have lawyers until they need a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And then it's like you should have a lawyer, but it costs. So uh, is, is that an issue where why a lot of people don't have these type of paperwork? It's like you, you could talk to a lot of people. And I would say a lot of us people, our black people may not have, and I'm not being trying to be. Right. Stereotypical, but I understand. <laughs> a lot of uh, us may not have a will, right? And that's something that we should have, right? And and 
you know, I think that people value things uh-huh. more when they have uh, skin in the game, meaning that they're paying for it. They don't right. value if it comes to them freely, right? There you go. And I also believe that we can't afford not to have it. So you, mm. you're looking at the cost, but what's the cost of not having it? So you, you're not looking down the road and something happens to you and the state has right. to you know, take your kids in and you don't know where they're going to go into right. foster care or to some strange person's house. And, you know, it happens a lot, yes, in our communities and people die without a will and then their estate gets probated and the family, you know, has to, you know, succumb to the will of this judge or right. however the judge wants to, you know, divide out the property. Wow. So because they didn't, you know. Bequeath. They didn't have things right. in order. They, they didn't, didn't basically they have didn't things in order. Their things to right. their to their relatives or who they wanted to have it. Mm-hmm. Or you know, your spouse predeceases you. You know, your kids go and live in another state and start families and their lives someplace else, and you're there as an elderly person being abused in a uh-huh. in a nursing home. That happens very often, mm. right? Right. So um, we don't think it through, but those are very very important. Right, I say, I say, the upfront cost is worth not incurring that cost. Exactly. Right. So, is there like um, maybe because I know I've because I've, I know when I go to my tax guy to get my taxes done, he always gives me the pamphlet for the the what's it called the pre legal plan, like where you mm-hmm. pay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is that something that would also include? The services of like divorce and all that, right? Well, you those have pre, you know, what they call those prepaid those, legal, the prepaid legal, right? Yeah, it depends. You have to find a lawyer that does those, right? Okay. So they're they most of the prepaid plans. I think um, uh-huh. the government has um, ARAG. Mm-hmm. There's another one out there that uh, I think is privately run, uh-huh. um, but uh, there are a lot of people that um, I guess enter into the business of selling those prepaid plans, right. sort of like selling insurance, right? Um, and they have a network of lawyers okay. in their plan. So you have to find one of the lawyers that's in their network. That deals and with then, Yeah, that deals with that. And if they do allow an outside network lawyer to come in, mm-hmm. it would be for a reduced rate. Right. Gotcha. So I wouldn't be able to charge my hourly rate. I would have to do whatever the plan what designates. Do. Okay, right. Gotcha. So you'd have to find a lawyer that does it. Right. Okay. There, there are lots of lawyers. So is that something that, let's say, um, the person who maybe can't afford you know, yeah, the, that's the a good, initial, is a that good, a good way, way to, to be start? able to afford it because you're paying into it every month, Got right? You. So the plan will automatically provide you with it's a It's kind of like insurance. You, yeah, yeah. You pay for insurance every month. Mm-hmm. You may not use it ever, <laughs> but you still got to pay for it. Right, <laughs> right. And... Um, you know, but uh-huh. you are limited to the lawyers that the plan will accept. Right. Whether they're in network or if they accept an out of network lawyer, they're going to cap that lawyer. So at would would that be considered like maybe the I don't know. Let me break it down. You got the A lawyers and then the B lawyers and the C lawyers. I'm would not, it be like the C lawyers in that I'm group? I don't not know. I'm gonna make that designation, <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. I'm not gonna make that designation. I got but you. I, I I currently don't have any any prepaid. Okay. <laughs> So you were the A lawyers. All right, I got you. I got- <laughs> I'm not gonna make any judgments on anybody. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Cause- but you know, hey, um, I do think that it is um, not wise. It is unwise to go into court without a lawyer. So everybody needs access to the courts. I think got it's you. very important. Got you. Right. Got you. Wow. Well, you know what? We about to wrap it up, boy. We were talking. The time went by so fast. <laughs> Wow, the time has went by so fast. So, if we wanted to, 
if I ask you, let's let's kind of wrap this up all in like just one, you know, quick nutshell. Mm-hmm. What would you say? About this whole discussion here. About this whole discussion, I would say, hey, you know, you need to prepare for the future, right? Okay. We don't know what the future holds. Nobody uh, does. I mean, uh-huh. I wish I did, but I don't, right? right? So I need to prepare for that um, by uh, making sure that my family has what it needs. And the best way I can do that is to make sure that I'm okay, right? And when stuff hits the fan and uh-huh. let's say my marriage ends uh-huh. or, you know, I get sick or mm-hmm. somebody predeceases me, I want to have the appropriate agreements and contracts in order in place Mm -hmm. so that I'm okay if I'm okay then I can take care of the people around me right Mm -hmm. so um, McKinnon Legal we're here uh, as a family law firm for 17 years here in South Florida Mm -hmm. we've been taking care of families that long yes Uh, we get very good people into our office but they're just at the worst time in their lives Mm. and we're here we're gonna hold you up right we're gonna hold your hand and nobody can really represent themselves in their own court case I I don't care how smart you are I don't but when you're going through a divorce or your kids are you know at risk of being taken away or you know you gotta pay X amount of dollars that you don't think you could afford to pay and how you're going to keep a roof over your head you're not thinking about you know now let me think legal strategy you need somebody to do that for you so that's what we do um i specialize in that uh you name it i've seen it you're not gonna surprise me i've Mm. heard it all i've seen it all the Mm. most um crazy of 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 situations or tragic of of circumstances i have seen them and we have litigated them and you know we're here for you you know we are here in south florida we do dade broward and some palm beach County cases as well, mm-hmm. uh, located in right in the middle of Dade and Broward counties uh, in West Miramar. Uh, our office can be contacted at McKinnon legal.com mm-hmm. on the web, or you can reach us at 305 416 0045. Wow, love that! Love that <laughs> round of applause to you. Yes, yes, I love talking about what I do. Yes, and I, I could tell you you definitely do. You educated us today. Um, you know, I, I, I got some information. And, of course, I'm going to talk to my wife, and uh, I'll let her know. I'll let her know, um, know what we talked about. I'll let her hear the show so she can say, hey, listen, this is what we talked about. Man. You know what I'm saying? Well, well, you know, I don't know if the listeners know, but I grew up with your wife. She's yes. Not, she's not going to get no posting up, I'm telling you. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not saying that. So, no, that's not what I'm saying. We're just having discussion here of, of topics here. No, has no, I have no, 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 no. But you know what? You all, you all have a beautiful marriage yes. and that's a wonderful and thing. And I'm so. going to tell you, yes, you're right. It, it does. You, uh, I, I believe that with marriage, yes, you have to work at it. Um, you may have sunny days and you may have cloudy days. Right. Um. But at the end of the day, and like I said, when that discussion came up about the prenup, I was saying, yeah, I just feel like a person should protect themselves. Not saying that I want to, but I'm just saying Mm -hmm. I think that a person should protect themselves because I was looking at. And I wasn't thinking about your your misconceptions right here. I was just thinking about you got money. You want to protect yourself. Whereas now I see you don't necessarily have to have money. Mm-hmm. You don't. It don't necessarily have to be a distrust. Mm-hmm. So now it sh- it sheds a different light. Right. And I, I I know I have several colleagues, uh-huh. um, whether they're lawyers or what, but they're professional women mm-hmm. who said, "Hey, when my husband and I got married. I didn't have anything. He didn't have anything. We both didn't have a you know a pot to to, to go in. However, I'm paying him alimony." 
because uh-huh. she did something with her life. I wouldn't say he didn't, but she was in a superior she's financial position. She's making the money. And he's, she's paying him alimony. Uh-huh. Okay. Right? So those are things you've got to think about, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. hey, you know, we're both going to be earning money. You're independent. You can stand on your two feet. There you go. Let's let's you know make that waiver so that you know I'm not paying you for the rest of my life. <laughs> Round of applause, <laughs> McKinnon Legal. Like I said, um, the information. If you need to call, that's the office number 305-416-0045. That's right. Office number right there. If you need to call, they also have a website, uh, McKinnon-Legal.com. Go on the website if you need any, you know, some legal advice when it comes to this this area right here. I mean, if there's something you're dealing with, hey, you know, get the legal advice. And um, so with that being said, thank you so much. Round thank of you for having me. Thank, thank you. Thank you so thank much. You. And I appreciate the talk. And thank you for finding time, too. I know you're a busy person. So thank you for finding time to talk to me. So I I, I appreciate the talk. We'll, we'll see y'all. Y'all keep it locked. ExcitementRadio.com. Ben Hop Communities Corner. Community Corner. Make sure you keep it locked. ExcitementRadio.com. All right, peace. We out.